Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock thriller, North by Northwest, one minute of screen time per episode. Oh my gosh, who would do such a thing? We would, <laughs> the host of the Indiana Jones Minute. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Pete Mumbert. I'm Gerald Christopher, pack me an olive oil porter. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, we are here to discuss Minute 53 of North by Northwest. Minute 53 begins with Roger O. Thornhill leaving a tip as he bolts from the table. And it ends with Eve Kendall in her train cabin trying to ID Roger from the crummy picture two cops have shown her. So right here, almost at the beginning, uh, Eve tells Roger that patience is a virtue. And is this good advice? If, you, if you're a fugitive, an innocent fugitive fleeing justice, is patience really a virtue? <laughs> yeah, just sit still with your hands folded. Yeah. And I'm sure something <laughs> let, good let, will happen. Let, it, let life come to you. <laughs> yeah, let the cops come to you. Well, what's interesting is, is so they finished this entire uh, foreplay trouty dinner, and they, you know... They're all ready to go back to the room and do whatever, the drawing room, mm. and start start drawing. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, they get Free back to sketches. the to the bath, you know, to to her bedroom, and they're sitting there. And then she's like, "Patience is a virtue." But it's, it's just funny. It's like the exact <laughs> right. opposite of everything. Is like, God, can you finish your asparagus so we can go and do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I already didn't order dessert. Let's just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what it, if it, this is her? What if like she was actually crazy and this is her like end game the whole time to like have him trap? Like, hey, I got you in yeah. bed. You're in my bed. I'm gonna finish reading my book. Oh man, if she were a bounty hunter, like this would be perfect. Oh the, yeah, the police That'd come in. She's just like, oh, he's he's in the bed. Yeah, here he is. Knock, knock. <laughs> yeah, I locked him up him there. For you. you know, <laughs> uh, it, what, what's interesting is what the train whistle signifies. You know, it's 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 in these scenes. First of all, earlier in the scene, right after you know it, it, the the whistle, you know, I th I think Roger says something like, "Oh yeah, I know what you mean," and then you know it goes, mm -hmm. and you're <laughs> like, "Okay, triumphant train whistle," you know, <laughs> and uh -huh. then he gets up. Now it's like the police are here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he has to kind of scramble up and, and, and you know, uh, jump up from the table and go hide. And then again, you hear the train whistle blasting again. Uh, it kind of means something different. But then, Tommy, you know, you mentioned at the very end of the movie, you know, the very last parting shot, which comes rapidly. You know, it's, yeah. it's like six seconds after the, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, the, the, the climax of the movie. You know, yeah, they the go into the tunnel again. the realistic part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting just how the, the train is sprinkled about, you know, in, in the movie, throughout the movie. I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it is placed strategically. Like some guy's going, and yeah. train whistle here. Yeah. Right. Um, sort of like the uh, steam whistle when uh, Marion kisses Sala. Oh, exactly. When they get on the Bantu wind. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Solo, what'd you do? <laughs> hey, Pete, before, you know, right, you're kind of a fan of this time period. Let's talk real quick about the interior decorating on this uh, train car. We, we uh -huh. get a nice shot where, where Roger gets up from the table, and you have these muted pastels. 
you don't have to yeah. answer any of this. It's all right. <laughs> well, it I'm waiting for think, the question. No, I, no, I just meant. <laughs> yes, there are muted pastels. I just meant like, how do you describe like well, describe that? What what type of architecture or des- interior design is that? See, I I'm going to say it's kind of still... muted, kind of pastels, kind of <laughs> muted. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I think there's still. You know, because like when you had the Art Deco period, and then you had everything yeah. was kind of streamlined, modern kind of thing, and I feel like there's this is almost outdated at this point, and it's still mm. oh, like that same kind of streamlined, 1930s look, which might make sense for like a train, like a train, yeah, isn't because yeah, like on, yeah. on the cutting edge of mm. design, but they were yeah. for a while trains were cutting edge, but uh, yeah, by the late 50s, mm. th- this is no yeah. longer like a jet you know or you're no longer on an airplane mm. right you know what but it's an, like, i like it looks a... really it's nice yeah well it's iconic i mean like i saw mm-hmm. it and i i'm like oh i recognize that but i don't know again if i if i'm in you know if i'm serving life in prison i don't know how mm-hmm. to explain this to my cellmate <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, well, it looks like a, you know, kind of a, mar- a streamlined, you know, like a trained uh, Art Deco kind of, but it's more muted, not as ornate. Yeah. I don't know. It does look like everybody in the background looks like they're like they're probably related to me, like they're my aunt or uncle or great uncle or something. <laughs> like they just look like the backgrounds of every family photo album we had from like <laughs> yes, you know, way, yes. way, way before I was born. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, yeah. yeah, you have all the same pictures. Yeah. I absolutely have all, <laughs> you know, we're related. <laughs> women with, with like very red hair and very blue suits, very yes. tidy. Mm. They're sipping out of those china cups, yeah. And, oh. and, and the, the, the dads with like the white hair slicked back and stuff and the thick glasses and every, it's the like, 50s is what I'm Everybody is, you know, 34, but they look like they're 68. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. eating all that tobacco-stuffed roast that they're serving on the train yeah. and everything from the 50s, and yeah, it's taking its toll, but they're all happy. If you if you look at his his suit, it's completely monochromatic, and when I mean yeah. when I say that, I, like his tie is the same gray color as the suit, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah. Because that, oh, that, that should be sort of a little bit of an accent piece. Like it could be He's uh, the accent. Like, like his his nice tan <laughs> is the yeah. accent. Carry goddamn Grant. That's true. That's true. That's true. He can pull it off. Yeah. yeah. I was and talking to a friend a long, long time ago. I think we had just seen maybe this movie or maybe like a charade or something. We mm-hmm. were talking about Cary Grant, like, God, have you ever seen like he's so He's not just handsome, but he's so pristinely put together and so perfectly, you know, just just like statuesque. It's like he's mm-hmm. almost like a beautiful woman. Like he's almost beautiful <laughs> instead of handsome. Like yeah. he's, he's just yeah. so perfect Yeah, that it's yeah. hard to like almost take him as a man, but he's clearly a man. And we're, we just spent like half an hour trying to figure out Cary Grant. <laughs> you know, what, what he does at the beginning of this scene, and, and he does this many times, at the beginning of this minute, I should say, and he does this many times throughout the movie. It's kind of a, a, a very interesting thing. He picks a wad of cash out of his pocket and, <laughs> yeah. and just dumps it. And, and there's, mm-hmm. he, he does that probably six or seven times in the film. He pulls out yeah. like a, a crumpled wads of cash and he gives it to somebody or he leaves it somewhere. 
He really should have been able to buy a toothbrush before he got on the train. You're right, Pete. <laughs> he had the cash. Or he, I kind of like the fact that he doesn't have a wallet. I don't have a wallet. Yeah, you're weird. I don't like my wife doesn't have a <laughs> yeah, wallet. That's I don't weird. like it. Where are my cards? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if you had a wallet, you know where they were. Yeah. Well, no, I have a rubber <laughs> band. I know where my cards are. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Doing, ding, it's doing, the ding, no, ding, it's ding, a, my my buddy ding, Dan ding, Parnon showed me that many years ago. He said, <laughs> No, nah, I hate wallets. You can't sit on it. Like you put a wallet in your back pocket, you get within a year you get sciatic sciatic. You don't put it in your back pocket. You wear khakis like a gentleman and you put them in the front pocket. That's ridiculous. I'm doing it right now. You call me ridiculous, Jerry? I'll yeah, fight you. I'm so comfortable right now. I'm not sitting on a big fat wallet and I know where all my stuff is. <laughs> One thing that uh, <laughs> makes me a little uncomfortable about this scene um, is is you, you see this. This was, I mean, for a long time, this is just how things were. But every porter, every uh, attendant in the dining car is black. Mm-hmm. Whereas the major D yeah. is white. And I, there was a thing for, there was a, a really good show on PBS a while back about uh, the African-American railroad experience, I think it was called. But one of the huh. things that I remember ta- talking about on the show was that for several, you know, for a couple of decades in movie watching, the only time you would see a black person on screen was as a railroad porter or like a Pullman. Porter. Wow. Hmm. And it was just such a stereotypical a- image. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a big push and pull. I was listening to a podcast about this recently. I think it was on, uh, you must remember this, or she was talking about Hattie McDaniel. Uh And like as, like she, there was like, you know, a push to try to get more roles for African Americans because they were really underrepresented. Mm -hmm. But that translated into, okay, you'll be a train porter, you'll be a janitor, you'll be whatever. Like they they were just subservient you know right. roles and so people just kind of stayed away like the act like the black actors would like stay away like uh, right why am i doing this <laughs> like right, you know right. what's the point thanks yeah. for nothing yeah uh, so i've, I've got a, a great question as, as the two of you might say for both of you <laughs> <laughs> you attribute that to us but you have plenty of great questions you just, <laughs> he just doesn't introduce them as such i don't inter- yeah <laughs> right. i don't i don't call them out as, well i do every single time apparently but i use you guys as, a, as an excuse <laughs> But uh, do you think if you were facing a constant peril of death, would you crack wise? Would you be the, would you be the kind of person to crack wise? And my, I guess my question is, is anybody on earth ever been a kind of person to constantly crack wise when they're facing death? Or is that only in movies and books? <laughs> I kind of feel you know, like, he's like I might. Pack me in olive oil. Like, like he's nonstop. Give me a yeah. snorkel. Yeah. Like it's nonstop yeah, yeah, pattern. Yeah. You know, like. Indiana I'm somebody kind of the who same talks way. to myself almost, I talk to myself almost constantly, like when I'm mm-hmm. alone, like I'm just sort of like, you know, Popeyeing my, my inner monologue to myself and stuff. I'm just kind of doing that constantly. And I feel uh-huh. like if I'm really anxious or nervous or like something bad's going on, I'm like, I think I, I'm still doing that, I think. And, and it's probably even better Popeye material, maybe. Like, so, but you would, know, would you well, come out with divorced. it? Well, like, Wait, so, what? so say Eva, Eva Marie Saint invites you back to her 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 chamber, <laughs> and someone's trying to kill you. Saying? Are you going to pull? Are you going to do the Popeye thing? Are you going to uh, give me my? Spinach? I might go like, yeah, it might be Ernie. I don't know, Ernie and Bird. Maybe I'll do or Yoda. I don't know. 
<laughs> Mr. Potter. I don't know. Mac means sardine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I might spend a stint in prison. This <laughs> wasn't I had in mind. Ooh, I'm betting a woman, but not. A well, I don't. You know what's weird is they do set it up at, from the very beginning. He gets in the car with uh, you know the two thugs. And uh, he's like, oh, so you're going to kidnap me, eh? You know, he's, yeah, yeah, he yeah. is kind of. And yeah. then when he gets to the guy's house, uh, Van Damme's house, I mean, he, he's still, I love how you said this, Pete. He's still cracking wise. <laughs> <laughs> he's cracking wise, but he can't pitch woo. I, I partially wondered, though, <laughs> like like going back to, I, I, I know you hate that I keep bringing this up, Gerald, but going back to Mother. Is he just completely infantilized? <laughs> like, does he just not realize the gravity of his situation and, and just pops <laughs> off with whatever's in his head? Maybe he is uh, projecting what a cool, together guy he is by being, you know, just making jokes and stuff while he's in a dangerous situation in front of this woman. And then she'll be even... I, mean, I don't know how much more into him she can possibly be. She's like, <laughs> brought this wanted murderer into her room <laughs> to have sex with him later on as soon as the cops leave. I don't know what, what more See, he's I, trying I like to the idea that this, he's but... actually an innocent five-year-old inside. He's just saying what's on his head, in his head. But <laughs> every, yeah. No one takes it as... Everyone takes it as, oh my God, he's so suave. Yeah, it's big. He <laughs> and he's really just like... Know, he got the top bunk. He's excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's incredible? <laughs> is when we meet him at the very beginning of the beginning of the movie you know i would say he's dislikable he's he's just barking Um, everything nonstop, and he's he's acting like a big you know he's a big wig uh manhattan guy who's ordering everything around he's he's five steps ahead of everybody come on keep up what's right and then he's just barking he's -hmm. just barking orders nonstop, and he even does stuff where he like uh He's like, no, I'm gonna send a, send a telegram. You know, uh, boy, come over here. And he, you know, he calls mm-hmm. the waiter over, and he's like, can you send a telegram? And the guy's like, no, nah, I, I can't do that, sir. <laughs> you, remember, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like he's, he's not yeah. exactly That's what you like, do. No, not... if you want to send a telegram, you snap your fingers, and the guy comes over. That's his <laughs> job. It's the fifties, Jerry. But but he's kind of. I, I don't know. I, I I agree that he's like you know Johnny on the spot and barking orders and everything. But I feel like because his secretary in those early scenes seems totally cool with him yeah mm-hmm. and like actually seems to like him i think that helps him she be makes likeable it, yeah. in those, like she makes him yeah, more she's, likeable, she's, I agree. yeah he's not he's not like an overbearing jerk he's just like sort of on and like you know getting the job done and stuff well, what's and really interesting is is that never like a- after this experience that never gets reconciled. It's not like he is a moment where he calms down and he needs to be like he becomes humble. Or or he, right. he discovers humility or he's yeah. like, you know what? I've been, you know, I've been worked to death in Manhattan and I'm twice divorced. And, you know, my mom's all over me in my life. And I just mm-hmm. met this wonderful woman, and like you know, th- th- there's a point. I'm going to turn some things around in my life. What about at the <laughs> very, very, very end when Martin Lando is about to step on his foot, and he's just like, "Help me!" It was like he's like he's 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 defenseless and helpless. Yeah. And he's like he's talking to the yeah. bad guy. Please help yeah. me. Yeah. 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 That sort of gets at what you're saying. It it almost uh, yeah, but at that you know that scene is 
fascinating because we we see Cary Grant here or you know Roger here in this scene. He's he's vulnerable. You know, he he's vulnerable at, mm-hmm. at at certain points in the movie and and this is one of them. You know, the 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 you know uh Eve calls him out and she's like, "No, you're wanted for murder. Stop all that. You're splashed across the, you know, the the front page of every newspaper in the country." Mm-hmm. And he's vulnerable mm-hmm. and then you see him in that moment where the dude's stepping on his fingers and you're like, "Oh my yeah. god." <laughs> I mean, he's mm-hmm. yeah, and he asks for help. But yet it doesn't go anywhere. It's like then somebody shoots the yeah. bad guy and that's who saves him. I, I guess that's yeah. the help me. Maybe he's not. I mean, you get right. that he's <laughs> he's looking at Leonard for the help, yeah. but that's not where it comes from. Right. You know, it just, I don't I know. Like it never. This... When I'm introduced to, to him, I thought that by the end of the movie, there's going to be some scene where he takes a minute to reflect and he's going to change something. You know he's gonna he's I'm gonna not sure change. He needs from... to change, does he? Is he like in a spot? Like, yes, he's got two ex wives and stuff, but he's still got his mom to hang out with. That's cool. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Like, does he have like a flaw that he needs to overcome or anything? I, yeah, it, in the fifties, that I, was he was like a go getter. He was a, a yeah, manly man. Yeah. He was. It's that's, just, you that's, know what it is. It's a little strong at the beginning. That's all. I'm like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm behind this guy fully. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all. All Speaking right. of not being behind Weirdo. stuff fully, I, I would be so much happier if uh, Crystal's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull had gone with uh, sort of this elegant picture of the 50s more than like, hey, Johnny, want to go to the sock hop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, not a lot right. of that in this movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Hey, where are these cops from? They say that they're state police, but what state are they in right now? Because well, it's weird to me that they're on a moving train conducting this investigation. I would guess uh-huh. that by the time they're done, they're going to be in a different state, and maybe they're totally Pen- out of their jurisdiction. They shouldn't really be talking to people. Pennsylvania is a really big state. It is a very well. They're going from, they're going from driving to Connecticut, New York to Chicago. So you have a, a few right. choices. Yeah, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana. You're not going to go to bed in Indiana or Ohio, though. <laughs> Never. Right. right. Well, because no, you're going to be, you're gonna, you're gonna be in Chicago soon, like you're, unless you stay up right. super late. Right, right. Yeah. I think it has to be Pennsylvania. Mm. It's just weird that, like, why are they conducting the search while the train is, is moving? It seems weird. Like, if they're really searching the train for somebody, why not you know, well, keep this it back there? back when trains were still, like, a, a sort of important, vital means of yeah. transportation and they couldn't you can't stop it's That's like stopping true. the mail you can't stop the train like the police just have to ride <laughs> <Right>. along. <laughs> yeah but they're also staying on the train the whole time yeah like they're That's not what planning I mean. to like what off. if they arrest him in illinois is that valid like oh <laughs> i know? see what you're saying yeah i see what you're saying like oh wait you guys are pennsylvania cops Forget oh you. yeah yeah well wouldn't it be well, maybe the state police would take over because they're the closest. Like they, they can stop mm-hmm. the train right there. But I, I, I thought this was the sort of thing where, like, it's federal, right? Where, we're like, like in the fugitive, you have uh, U.S. marshals. Right. Yeah. Maybe right? I'd be more comfortable if these guys were U.S. marshals. Yeah. I wouldn't be worried about were jurisdiction the issues. Was the marshal service <laughs> around in 1959? Oh, I don't know. Oh wow. Yeah. Good question. 
Didn't we look that up in our fugitive we did, episode? We, we all forgot yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing we record these things and go back and listen, <laughs> get the answers. Hey, hey by the way, you... Eve must be incredibly strong to have like shoved Roger and get that thing closed. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be just very, very heavy and hard. And he's crammed yeah. in there. She had to like shove him in there. Yeah. He's yeah. at least 160, 170. Yeah. That's, that's not easy. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Good for her. Do you, do you think the police find her suspicious that she's like, she seems like she's so smooth in this. I, I feel like if I were the police, I would find her manner suspicious here. Yeah. Maybe, or I don't know. Maybe if you were that cop, you'd be like, gosh, she sure is pretty. And she's reading a book. <laughs> yeah. Very well put together. And she seems very calm. You think she's that probably you think that cop would be I impressed am. that she's reading a book? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's just part of her, her air of uh, okay, tranquility yeah. and ease, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah. She's reading it upside down. She must know something I don't know about reading. That's impressive. <laughs> She's incredible in this scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, yeah absolutely. You know what's, what's really interesting, and it, it plays naturally, but I thought about it in real life, and I was like, have I ever done this? So there's a knock on the door. She says, come in. They come in, and she goes, who are you? <laughs> and I'm like, How do you do? Yeah, has that ever happened to me? <laughs> I don't know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> Explain yourself. Yeah. Huh. See, the, to me, that's, that, that would be a red flag if I'm a cop, and you, there are a couple of, men, a couple of men come, strange men come into a woman's apartment, <laughs> and she's like, who are you? Like well, that might keep like, them off guard too. Like I feel oh, like she's be... pretty cosmopolitan and worldly. She's letting strange men into her room. She, well, I feel she like know any, something. She'd be like, "Who are you? What are you guys doing in my room?" Like I feel like her yeah. reaction is very put together for someone who is completely yeah. innocent here. Or like maybe may I help you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not a cop, so I don't know how this works. I'm not either. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, our buddy Doug is doing one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be helpful. Um, well, listen, speaking of other minutes, let's stop this minute and come back tomorrow for the next minute, 54. Uh, in the meantime, everybody out there, please find uh, this show, the Hitchcock Minute Podcast, over at Apple Podcasts or Google Play, or you can go to the main uh, website, HitchcockMinute.com. Uh, you can join uh, the conversation over on social media, over at Facebook at uh, The Man on Washington's Nose. That's our group over there. And on Twitter, we are uh, Hitchcock Minute. And uh, please come back tomorrow for Minute 54 of North by Northwest here on the Hitchcock Minute. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are. Hey, Pete. Mm-hmm. Don't lie. Your pants are above your belly button, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> You dress like these cops, don't you? <laughs> my tie comes down to like my chest. He's tucked in. <laughs> Pull it up with both hands. Whoo, that feels good. My belly button's not going nowhere. That was a good meatloaf. <laughs>